Hi guys, welcome to the Danimal's Cage. I'm your host, the Mighty Danimal, Dan Martins. On today's show, I am pleased to be joined by Andy Colonico from Revive the Rose. Andy, thanks so much for being on here today, pal. Good to see you. Yeah, nice to see you, man. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. So we'll kick this off just kind of in the way that I've done all of these. So tell us a little bit about Revive the Rose's kind of history. So tell us how the band started and how you guys kind of got together, how you guys like released all this music. And we talked very briefly about about Snare Guy Records, which is your label. So you can kind of touch on that as well and kind of how that started. So the floor is all yours, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So the the band itself, uh, Revive the Rose, it started uh, back, all the way back in, I, I would say it was birthed around 2013. That's when the seed was planted for the band. Um, late 2013. Because uh, I was on, I, I, and when I was in my grade 12 year of high school, um, I jammed with Pete in my band like one okay. time we played like a nirvana song and that was it we learned in bloom and recorded it and put it online and then we didn't jam for one year after that <laughs> so that was like <laughs> the first jam and then uh 2014 yeah it was my first year of uh, i was attending music school at the time at mohawk college um nice. and you know um uh, pete and our old bass player steve he uh at the time he, they um they I, I had a I had a high school band during all this. They, we were called Cops on Commission. It was like a, like a punk rock kind of band. And nice. uh, it was like kind of coming name. to an end. I like that name, Cops on Commission. That's cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's very long though. It's very it's a very long spelt name. So uh, but it was it was good though. Uh, anyway, yeah, we um, that band was coming to an end and I had started already writing kind of these songs that weren't really uh, fit for that band um and i remembered that one jam i had with pete and steve back in grade 12 i was like damn that was such a sick jam like let's call those guys up again and then uh i actually sent them like two demos this time and then um we jammed and then while i was at mohawk college i met matt who's in my band currently and um we were both like we hated like, i don't hate jazz but like just learning it like over and yeah. over again it's like the same jazz standards and all that shit like we got mm -hmm. sick of it so um i don't know we we related on like toilet humor like in class and like, we always just like say stupid stuff so eventually i was like dude let's jam so we got a practice room at mohawk and then he's like dude i'm from uh, niagara i'm from i'm from st Catharines." i'm like oh shit i'm like we're I, i'm like i feel like we need another guitar player like at, at my band practices lately and we were jamming every weekend so i said matt why don't you come by on the weekend so uh he did and then uh, the rest is history man that's how it kind of all that's how it formated. That's awesome, buddy. <laughs> so one of my favorite songs that you guys had, and I told you this, was Moxie, which you guys actually just did on your uh, Twitch live stream for Oshawa Music Week. So yeah. what, was the, what was the writing process like, not just for Moxie, but for that whole first record that you guys put out a while ago, like a couple of years back? Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. Uh, th this record was very uh, differently done, I feel. Because... Um, Already we had an EP out uh, called Potato um, and, and uh, Gold Digger and Wellen's Finest. Those two songs were originally on that record too, different okay. versions. Um, and then we actually put out another EP that's now taken down. It's called Generation Breakdown. Mm -hmm. And it included uh, four songs that are on the record now, like that record you're talking about. 
yeah. uh, and another one called the song called Generation Breakdown. But um, that EP wasn't like mixed well. Like we we didn't kind of put enough time into the mixing and whatnot. And um, yeah, so uh, we actually were talking. We we did the ninety seven seven Rock Search contest in two thousand sixteen, and we didn't win, nice. um, but we made the top four. Uh, nice. Yeah, so it was that was a lot of exposure. But during that time, um, I kept going to them. Uh, his name's Polly Morris. He was the music director at the time for Hits FM, and I kept I kept saying, "Hey, man, like, can I come by and show you some tunes?" And so, uh, like, yeah, man. So I brought him one of the songs from the record called Nine to Five, and um, he's like, "Man, this isn't mixed right." And I'm, he's like, "It's just not mixed right, dude." And I'm like, "You're so right." Like I was singing this the whole time, and everyone's like, "No, it's fine." <laughs> And yeah. so we got someone to remix it for us, my buddy Ryan, who actually produced the last record, like the full length. And yeah, he fixed it. And then I brought it back to Polly, and then he cranked it like three times in a row. And he's like, yep, we got we to gotta get this in a listening meeting here at Hits FM. And so that happened. And then it got on the air. Like they put it in rotation for like four months. So nice. from that point on, I'm like, okay, hey, clearly this, this generation breakdown records garbage. Like we got to take it down. Like, so we took it down. Yeah. And then when it came to making this full length, I still had all the original files, like, of like, you know, the separate tracks. Mm-hmm. So I said, listen, let's make a, let's just make a self-titled record. It's like a Costco platter of revive the rose, like a sample. Nice. And we'll include, um, four of those songs of generation breakdown EP Two from Potato, completely redone though, and uh, and then we'll do six more brand new songs, and that was it. That's how it all came to be, and then we fixed everything up, and that's the full length record right there. Nice. And Moxie was among the new ones that you got, like yes. the completely new ones that you guys just threw up for the record. Yeah, that's that's awesome because I find a lot of bands tend to like really look at their very 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 early material, and then it's. It really pale. It pales in comparison compared to what you what you've done like in the last like maybe six months or so. Because I know when I was in my old band, like we had a whole bunch of stuff. Like we we did one album, and I really kind of grew distasteful of it. And then we put another one out, and it really did a lot better. It did a lot better, and it sounded a lot better too. Oh, totally, man. Yeah, and uh, even at this point, Moxie was such an old song. Like we wrote it during the rock search time in 2016. Like, right. Records 2019, mind you. So um, we were just like, let's just get these songs on there, man. And actually, Bad Blood is a Cops on Commission song. Nice. So yeah. so that one goes like all the way back to the Grade Cops 12. Of... Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so awesome. that's an oldie. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so funny because when I was in my old band, we had some songs that were from like 2012, but we didn't get around to recording until like 2016. <laughs> yeah it was bad blood it was kind of like we put it out as cops on commission there's a demo on youtube uh, as cops on commission bad blood version nice. um it came out and then the band like broke up so like it didn't really oh, no. didn't really do anything so i was like and then pete and matt they kept listening to like our old stuff like my old stuff and they're like man this is, this is a sick song i'm like why don't we just fucking do it so <laughs> we did <laughs> that's a- that's awesome. Also, I like the analogy that you said. It's like it's like a Costco platter. That's like free samples. I love that. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. it was pretty good because it's not like a concept or anything. It's just like a variety of like this is Revive the Rose. This is what we can do. Like you know. Yeah. Now, Andy, another thing that I noticed too, because I only just started talking to you like a couple of days ago. So, but what <laughs> I noticed was you got recognized by D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. 
That was yeah. That was fucking huge. Congrats on that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, it happened like literally yesterday. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. My my Twitter's been going off the knockers lately, so uh, <laughs> uh, which is great because I've been trying to build our Twitter up, and it's very it's a very difficult platform to force yourself on. So uh, uh, thank you, D Snyder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I f- I feel like Twitter's just kind of. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't want to say it's like a dying breed for social media, but I feel like artists don't use it as much anymore. Because like when I was in high school, like everybody and their mother used Twitter, but now I feel like, especially for getting music out there, but now I feel like it's really not as. It's not as like prevalent as like Facebook or Instagram anymore. Yeah, Instagram's definitely one of the top dogs right now, man. It's that's crazy how good Instagram's doing. Yeah, like. Having a having a strong like social media presence is that something that you guys like really tend to prioritize like you because you guys want to be heard and social media is a huge way to do that. What have you guys done like any cool like kind of social media I guess tactics just to kind of increase your audience? Like have you guys done like live streams? Do you make like funny Instagram posts? Like what's some ways that you guys kind of push yourselves out there? Yeah, it's that's a good question, man. Yeah, we we do a like a lot on like I I really pride in marketing, uh, and it's super important because you know at the end of the day you can just be just a band, right? But like, yeah. I want people to know what Revive the Rose is, and and Revive mm-hmm. the Rose is simply just us, like our friendship, like yeah. To, and we like rock and roll. Like we're not honestly we're not very rock and roll people if you look at <laughs> the history of rock and roll but like we yeah. love rock and roll and we like to we we, we enjoy the uh the lifestyle of it but we, we aren't really rock and roll we're just four canadian dudes having a good time you know and um mm-hmm. i really like to advertise you know our personalities individually as people and we like to do funny content that like you know we find fans like honesty. They don't like that phony baloney stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me that like, we got to wear leather jackets and all that shit. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not, I, I don't do that. So why would I make a fake image of myself? Like this is, this is the band and we're going to do it that way. But uh, live streams definitely do help. We had uh, the fuck COVID uh, live stream last year that went really well. Uh, and uh, we do a lot of paid advertisements and stuff. Uh, just because Facebook likes to hide your algorithm, uh, so yep. unless you give them money, so <laughs> we do that a lot because we spend a lot of money in the band anyway. So it's like might as well get the word out there, right? So yeah, absolutely. And that's funny you mentioned algorithms too, because for the past eight months or so, I've been doing a independent research study on digital marketing, and I had a section on algorithms. And basically, what I learned is that algorithms pretty much they push the content that people that they know people will want to see. So it, you guys have like how many how many like thousands of fans or whatever do you have on on Facebook for example? We have a four point two k on Facebook. Oh man, um, yeah, and it's grown a lot, man. And it's it's all about understanding each app individually and what yeah what the purpose of each app is. Like Facebook's great for events. It's great yeah. for uh, just you know getting the word out there, um, especially early in the morning. It's good for like the the trades fan, like the tradesman fans, and uh, you know they're yeah. hanging a shit at seven in the morning on the toilet. They got to read something, right? So <laughs> always got to make sure you're posting in the morning on Facebook. And it's yeah, like I said, that's how I find out about half the concerts I go to. It's Facebook. So um, yeah, and Instagram's a kind of nice, colorful scrapbook app, you know. So it's good to showcase 
the band's personality that way and make uh you know sell merch off that with the swipe up feature on the stories yeah. and uh tiktok's like your add app you can just put whatever the hell like and, and tiktok's great because you can yeah. showcase the band's personality quite heavily on that like yeah. you can post what you're doing on the weekend as as the boys you know like i posted us doing we were drinking and we did like irish step dancing mosh pits like <laughs> And I posted that, and it's great. People love it. So it's like, oh man, yeah. Irish step dance drinking. That's that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to check that out. I finally, I'll admit right now, but I finally, after so much time, I finally caved and downloaded the TikTok app. My family's my my mom, who's fifty seven years old, is now doing TikToks. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're fun, yeah. man. It's it's a good yeah. little uh, like. There's no. Uh, there's no weeds on that app. It's just, just what it is, yeah. you know? Just have fun. <laughs> I saw, too, that ACDC has a TikTok account, and I'm curious to know what kind of stuff they're doing. <laughs> like oh, jeez. Probably yeah. the most Australian content uh, stuff, and that's awesome because Australians yeah. are awesome. Yeah, Australians are great. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it seems like you've really kind of kept – you and the band have kept really busy through the whole COVID situation. But right at the beginning, I'm sure it was really kind of a, I guess, just like a mental kind of adjustment. Like, overall, like, how did you kind of deal with the fact that we weren't going to have shows for a while? And then did you kind of have to, like, take a step back and kind of think about, like, what you guys were going to do just to kind of keep busy with the band? Yeah, man. You know what? And that was a really depressing time. Like, cause mm-hmm. we were finally as a band, like we, like our 2019 was massive, man. Like we yeah. played with monster truck, like four times. We, we opened for Bush. We played with live the band live. We played yep. uh, Crownlands, uh, like Sven Galley, honeymoon suite, nice. uh, David Wilcox, you name it. Like we were killing it, man. And, uh, Sebastian Bach, like, like Oh dude, we, man. Yeah. Like we had a lit year, man. And it was, uh, it really and the album came out like everything was like perfect like it was like our fans were growing um yeah. and then like literally 2020 we had like a few tour dates lined up like with some bigger artists and uh, we had some festival dates and we were upgrading to the main stage of these things and uh mm-hmm. just gone like just gone and and we we're finally like as a band that's not on the radio like we we were doing really fucking good you know so um well, we were on the radio actually for a little bit. Uh, Ottawa Rebel One Hundred One added us in rotation, so that was good. But uh, besides that, one station, you know what I mean. So it's like yeah, a lot of stations. But I had to kind of step back and just be like, okay, like what's going on? And then I noticed everyone was communicating through like these IGTV live streams, and I'm like, oh, cool! Like you can add people in and talk to them. Yeah. And I always wanted to like kind of interview people, and so I thought maybe. Um, why, why don't I just start interviewing people? And um, I, uh, before you know it, man, like I had this successful, like I was doing every Sunday. It was called Sunday Streams with Andy C. Um, I kept, I started off with like just people I kind of like knew from the local scene. And all of a sudden, like I got Ed the Sock on the show. I had uh, Alien Ant Farm come on. I had the Trues. Nice. Patrick came on. Nice. Um, it just started doing really well. And I realized, um, there was a workaround through this pandemic because um, the booking agents, finally their, their guard was down because they are so territorial, those people, uh, unless you're involved with like a label, right? Like yeah. try to get your band on a festival, unless you're on a booking agency, like they really won't. It's hard. Uh, <laughs> we were even lucky to get what we had. Um, yeah. So then I thought, well, PR's free. Um, bands need PR. 
Um, and it's these guys' jobs to get this these bands press. So I just kind of kept climbing my resume, man. As soon as I had someone slightly bigger come on, I'd use it to leverage. I'm like, yo, this guy came on. We should come on. And then before he knew it, I got, I was like, I had these stacked lineups happening. And then uh, our Instagram following doubled. Like it was crazy. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, we, and then by the time that was finishing, live shows were coming back slightly. And then we were playing like big drive-in shows, like with the Trues. Uh, we played yeah. uh, Stobble Beach. Um, and I opened for Ken, uh, Spenny from Kenny versus Spenny. Oh, nice. Uh, Sam awesome. the Caveman from oh, Trailer Park boy. Boys. Like, yeah, so it all like, fe- and, then, and then all of a sudden the EA Sports deal came through and then we made a beer. So like, it was just like, it kept going up and up and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> um, so I was super depressed and then we grew. Our following just like doubled. <laughs> so it was, it was awesome. So it kind of went from being like a really shitty situation that we couldn't play and then everything just still kind of explodes for you guys. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yep. And the even the the, the other blessing was the month before COVID happened, um, we just recorded the three new singles in the studio with John Angus from The Trues. Oh, so nice. We had them still. And, and Need You Now, the new song, that's one of them. So um we had all that this whole time and like we just didn't know what to do with it i said the fans can't wait any longer we got to put a new song out so we did this year that's awesome and i do want to talk about the whole ea thing too like that's fucking awesome i was talking with a (laughs) a buddy of mine a buddy of mine i was playing nhl with him on uh on psn and he said and bar down played and i'm like yo i know these guys oh no way you heard it on there eh? yeah yeah while i was playing and then while the song starts, I take a shot on net and I actually score a goal. <laughs> oh, dude, that's sick! That's <laughs> yeah, epic. I was playing. I was playing as because I had like an all-star team, and of course, Sidney Crosby is my all-time favorite NHL yeah. player. Because believe it or not, I'm a Penguins fan. Like, like I've been a. I grew up with Sidney Crosby. Like that's my generation. <laughs> okay, right on, man. Yeah, but yeah, that that's really cool. So how? D- First of all, well, this is kind of a two-parter. How did that deal come about, and how how hard like how, how hard did you guys shit yourselves when it all came together? <laughs> well, the, 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 it was so crazy how this happened, man. So the story of Bardown, I'm not sure if you heard it. Um, it started off as an OHL song for the Niagara Ice Dogs. Oh, that's, wow. Wrote, that's why in the music video we're wearing OHL jerseys. Nice. Uh, and we got to do it in the change room, which is pretty dope. Uh, which my cousin Mike, who filmed the music video, he was filming uh, on the local stations. Like he was filming the Ice Dogs game, so that's how we got that network. Um, uh, actually, and I found the Ice Dogs at the Penn Center in St. Catharines on Boxing yep. Day. They were selling their stuff, and I just said, "Who's your manager? I need to speak with them." And they're like, there you go, and they gave me a business card. So that's how that started. Um, so we put Bar Down out, and the local community went like bananas. Like everyone's like, "Dude." this band made the ice dogs theme song. We were getting played at every game to 4,000 people each game. Um, you know, they're, they're lit games. Uh, Niagara's super patriotic to the ice dogs. Um, and then what happened was, um, I actually clickbait EA sports into an Instagram ad saying Addison to NHL 20. Cause at the time 20 was coming out. Right. And n- nothing really happened, but we got a lot of tags though. Like our fans came in clutch as always. Um, yeah. And then um, what happened was uh, I, my cousin who filmed the video is like, oh, the producer's name is uh, Sean. And I follow him on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, cool. 
So I just hunted him down. I tagged him in the video one time, and then he liked it. And I'm like, okay, that's all I had to do is tag this guy. So then I uh, DM'd him like, dude, we have a hockey song for the OHL Ice Dogs, and he he gave me his email. He's like, yeah, let's let's talk, man. Sent him the song. He's like, thanks. We'll we'll let you know. Didn't hear anything. Then the Toronto Maple Leafs. I sent it to their DJ. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll play this at a game. It's all good. So we watched the game, and he, he, he did. He played it. And all my boys, <laughs> like, everyone heard it. But then he kept playing it and over and over again. And I kept getting phone calls about it. And then uh, by the time the 2019 season came around, mm-hmm. um, he made it an official Toronto Maple Leafs warm-up song. Wow. Eh? So right away, I got the newspaper on board. I said, fuck yeah. Like, let's let's make this a big deal because why not? What else <laughs> am I doing? Um, and so then I used that paper article, and then I re-emailed EA Sports, this guy. I said, look, this is what's going on now with the song. We're in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, they were like, whoa, that's awesome, man. And so they brought a bunch of other people in on the email thread. Didn't hear from them for a couple months. Um but we kept following up with my manager kept following up with them. And then, yeah, by the time, uh, before he knew it, uh, we heard about it maybe in July that they wanted the song. And then, um, that sparked the idea for the beer, uh, cause we couldn't tour cause COVID. Um, and so we made the beer and it all came out the same time. Uh, the, the, so we were like shaking our pants, like, wow, we're in a game. And also, wow, we're just about to tell everybody we have our own beer. Like, this is like insanity right now. <laughs> you got- <laughs> so- you got your own beer. One of your songs is in, in NHL 20, like living the dream, my friend. Yeah, dude. Like it's, it's been, it's been a slice. And then TSN wrote an article on it even. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. They said, Oh, the bar, you know, they're bar down. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. They're like, there's a band from Canada with a song called bar down in NHL 21. Like, it was like our, <laughs> my friend said it to me. I just saw this like terrible photo of us. Like just like we all look burnt out and like we made like the front page. I was like, Oh, sick. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And yeah, Bar Down's a great song. And I was talking also to a buddy of mine, and he said that's probably his favorite song. Because I, t- I was telling him that I was interviewing you, and he's like, yeah, like, get him to tell the Bar Down story. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, actually. There's a very uh, small community involved with the NHL soundtrack in general, like from like Finland and all over the place. Wow. And these guys, like, are they're just so jazzed about this Bar Down song. And, uh, they actually they ranked from NHL '99 till NHL 2021. They ranked all their favorite songs in order from each soundtrack, and they put Bar Down as number 54 out of all those games in the world. Out of 90, 54 out of 99. No, no, no. From NHL '99, all oh. those songs, all the way from NHL 21, like all oh, the soundtracks, whoa. we made number 54 as the, one of the best songs. Wow, that's yeah. that's quite <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I thought so. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so outside of this amazing like licensing deal that you got with with Bar Down for EA for with the, with NHL twenty, do you have a favorite NHL like video game? Um, you know what, man? I actually was a big fan of the two K games. Actually, those are my favorite. Uh, nice. Like back, fuck, it's been probably like at least ten years when they made one of those. But those games were always so intense, man. I uh, yeah. I I didn't really play them a whole lot, I'll be honest, man. Like like NHL in general, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of hockey friends, obviously, hence the inspiration yeah. for hockey. Um, and those two K games are just bananas, man. Yeah, 
and you said it best like the niagara region's very patriotic about the ice dogs like every time i go and visit my sister down in 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 thorold like i see people wearing like ice dogs everything because i think a lot of the time that i've been like there's usually an ice dog game happening at the meridian <laughs> yeah and we were lucky to even play gigs there like for the, the the home opener games like they would just let us set up and like we'd have like 200 people just crowd around and just watch us it was awesome that's awesome, dude. Actually, so funny. Um, I was telling another buddy of mine about this, but a good friend of mine that I knew from like my childhood, he he didn't play for the Ice Dogs. He played for the front, the Kingston Fronties, the front knacks. Cool. Yep. His name was Mac Lemon. This dude was like, he was like the enforcer kid. Wow, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a gem. And I actually went to one of his games where he got in this like really aggressive fight and he got a game misconduct. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, geez. And then I text him after the game. I'm like, you had that coming, Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. Yeah. Um, it's like, like, you get in a fight, that's what you get. <laughs> oh, straight up, man. I even, um, I play ball hockey, though. I'll be honest. I play ball hockey, uh, man. Just, there's so many fights start, man. It's crazy. Like, it's, it's like WrestleMania yeah. sometimes, man. You're just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. Well, that's, um, that's that's the thing, though. Like, hot, like fighting is really kind of like stitched into the hockey culture. And I know there's a lot of people calling for ho- for fighting to be taken out of hockey, but I think that's ah. kind of like, I mean, the only person that I know, like, very personally, is against fighting is my grandmother. But she's she's 88 and from a different <laughs> from a different time. She's so a I told I, she's a sweetheart, but I totally understand why she would want to get rid of of fighting in in hockey. But it it amps up the it's it amps up the crowd. It gets the players into it. Like oh, I love it. One. Actually, I want to mind blow you just even a little more about the whole yep. circle. So Matt, my band, he yep. was one of his parents were one of those families that like let the ice dogs like stay with them, like the, the oh, players. Wow. So I don't I forget what the term's called. Um, where they you know, so we had Brandon. He had Brandon Perlini. Um, oh wow, stay with them, and he would just be downstairs playing cell. And we would be like having band practice, and then now before you know it, the say the, the the first time it gets played in the NHL, he's playing against the Leafs on the Chicago oh, Blackhawks, whoa. and he scores. Oh um, wow! Yeah, and then I had him as a guest on the live stream show too. Like it was just it's nuts. Like it just never ends. This Spartan thing, man. That's <laughs> that's dude. That's awesome. That's that's really cool. And it, I don't. There's a whole lot. There's a lot of differences between the NHL and the OHL too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, like, I'm of course I'm not from Niagara. I'm actually a I'm a London Knights fan. Like, I've always grown up a London Knights fan. I, I was a fan when like Nazem Kadri was still on on the Knights. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, it's so funny too because I almost and I repeat almost like this much almost went to Fanshawe because <laughs> <laughs> I was really when. I was faced with a choice because Durham and Fanshawe were the only schools that accepted me. Like, cause of course with Fanshawe, I had to send off like some record, some audio recordings that I did. And these were some of my like kind of half-assed bedroom demos that I did like in my bedroom five years ago. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, the, I was making like a pros and cons list of all the reasons why I should go here or why I should go there. And the only thing I could think of with Fanshawe was two things. One, they're like one of the most reputable programs out there. And two, the London Knights. I could go to a game like every weekend without fail. 
Oh, totally, man. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been lit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I love, I love the nights. Like I've been to Budweiser gardens for a couple of con. I saw green day there a few years ago too. And London's London's a nice place. Like I'll, I'll it's, give them that. It's awesome, man. It's a, it's a party town for sure. Yeah. And I know, I know a few promoters out there and you know, the heart attack kids they are from London. Oh yeah. I had them on my show. Actually. I love, I love uh, Jared and, uh, yeah, he, they're a great band, man. They're uh, yeah. I've known them for a very long time, though. Yeah, Jared's an awesome guy. Yeah, he's he's insane, dude. Like guitar player. I bought their vinyl, the gold one. Um, oh yeah, literally it's colored gold. Uh, it's signed by the band, so that was cool. <laughs> oh, that's that's a uh, bad luck, like gold, right? Yep. Yeah, I got off the I've vinyl been... store. Nice. I got their first EP or album, which is called No Future. I got that. I think I've, I think I got that at the same place of a Dynalone store. Actually, no, that was a that was a birthday present a few years ago. Oh, was that the I, one with Deaf Dogs on it? Yep, Deaf Dogs, AOK, which is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. uh, love or Platonic Love Bomb, which is an absolute shredder. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they got some new stuff coming out too. I'm stoked for those guys. Yeah, I'm re- I'm really happy for for Jared. He. He's he's one of the toughest working guys out there, and I gotta commend him on it. Yeah, we're actually trying to like like we we keep saying to each other like, man, we gotta line some shows up, man. Like we've never we've only played one show, and it was a CD release at like three four years ago for a band called Output from Niagara. Right. Uh, my buddies, yeah, but like ever since then, dude, we have not like we both Heart Attack Kids and RTR. We've grown substantially, like like our fan yeah. base is just it'd be I think it'd be really cool to like retouch that. Yeah. Like get some shows going. Hell, get a whole tour going. Come up, come up to Aurora, play the community center. We have probably had to show. call it the A there bad tour. What's that? We probably have to call it the A A O K bad tour or something like that. <laughs> I like. I actually like that. But yeah, yeah, you gotta come. You gotta come up to Aurora and play the play the community center because we haven't. Ha- we don't really get a lot of live music up here. Everything's like a little further north up in Newmarket, so I have to drive like five minutes just to like all the pubs and all the bars out there to see my friends. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. it, it would be nice just to only have to walk like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> awesome. So this is my, one of my favorite parts of each interview. And since you're like a really kind of like stand up and kind of funny guy, just really overall funny guy, I'm, I'm really excited to hear your answers to these oh, questions. Thank you. The first question that I ask everybody for this section of the interview musical guilty pleasures is there an artist or a band that people would really be surprised that you listen to oh frig yeah um i'd have to go with kelly clarkson nice i love i love kelly clarkson yeah well it's so funny because i was just i was talking with another friend of mine about kelly clarkson and it and i saw this thing it's like what what was your first like i guess rock rock and roll crush and i'm like well it's not necessarily a rock star crush it's not like a, it's not rock, but Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> she's, yeah. like pop, she's like pop rock. Yeah, no, she's phenomenal, man. And uh, like, I don't know. I think the songs are pretty darn good. They are. They're really catch, they're hooky, they're catchy. The production's really good, all things considered. Oh, dude, totally, man. Yeah, right from the get-go with that chick, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. For me, it's either... It's the holy trinity of Avril Lavigne, Kelly Clarkson, and Hilary Duff. So fun fact, because uh, Avril's up there for me too. Um, 
the one Kelly Clarkson song uh, called "Break." Uh, is it uh, "Breakaway"? Yeah, Avril Lavigne wrote that song, and she was going to use it, but then Avril wanted to give it to Kelly Clarkson, so Kelly did it. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember there was the whole thing with that because "Already Gone" by Kelly Clarkson sounds exactly like "Halo" by Beyonce, and there was the whole thing with Ryan Tedder from One Republic who wrote that song, and he said, "I would never intentionally." like kind of sell off a, the same song twice and it's, it's like well they sound the same like there has to be some kind of coincidence there yeah totally man yeah it was crazy all right the next question i have doesn't necessarily have so much to do with with music but do you have any like i guess what's a movie that you could watch a million times and never get tired of oh man uh oof. i would have to say um Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, that's a good. One. That's a I great love that movie. movie. I think it's just a, it's a classic. Like it's just it's great. I get a lot of flack for this, but I am definitely more. I'm more Temple of Doom than Raiders. No man, that's completely understandable, man. Um, that it, that's the that's the one with, with the short round, right? Yep, short yeah. round. <laughs> Yeah, you know, man, it's pretty. It's pretty even for me, man. I love. I love the whole. Like, they're my favorite movie series. So, oh, yeah. uh, but I feel like the first one is just like everyone knows that full intro, like the whole opening scene. Like, it's yeah, it's a staple, man. <laughs> yeah, for my for my high school film studies class, we had my group. This group project was we had to reenact a famous movie scene, and we chose to reenact the opening scene from Temple of Doom, where uh, Willie <laughs> Scott singing "Anything Goes." And my friend was, she was playing Willie Scott and she had to, cause she sings in, in Japanese or Chinese or whatever. And she really had to like work for it. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we ended up doing well on that assignment. I think we got like a, we got like an A minus or something. Oh, nice man. Freaking, yeah. uh, freaking four plus for the kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. But yeah, Indiana Jones, great movie franchise. I would probably either go with Indiana Jones or another one of my favorite movie franchises ever is Back to the Future. Yeah, that is a good one, man. That is a really good one. I just finished reading Michael, because Michael J. Fox just put out a book late last year and I got it for Christmas and I I just finished reading it. Nice, man. I got to get back into reading. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this pandemic's given me a lot of time to, to read. Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. When, when I'm not outside enjoying the nice weather or in, in the winter, like the cold weather, <laughs> I'm usually reading like on my couch or something. That's great, man. Yeah. Either, either reading or playing MLB The Show. Because <laughs> that's, that's my favorite, favorite video game series. All right. Next question. This probably d- doesn't necessarily apply to you since you're so like energetic, but if it does... You can you can stop me on it. Do you ever do you ever guys deal with like performance anxiety? And if so, like how do you kind of get past it? Um, you know what, man. Um, in some cases, yeah, I'm always a bit nervous, but for the most part, I just don't really like. Um, I, I like for for instance, like bigger moments, like like when we opened for the Trues, like it didn't really feel real until like I was like literally on the stage. Yeah, and I got nervous. Um, when they, we, we, we asked them if we could have a walkout song, like before we get on. So I, yeah. we, we wanted, uh, April wine, um, d- d- a bad side of the moon. We walked nice. on stage too. 
this is my life. Yeah, it was awesome. But uh, just hearing that song, like I just got like a little nervous but exciting feelings. Like wow, like man, like we gotten like so far, like as the boys, man. Like what the, what the hell are we doing? Walking out to April Wine opening for the troops. <laughs> um, but usually uh, a lot of parking lot whiskey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it gets rid of lots of fears. <laughs> well, wh- well, whiskey's wh- whiskey helps. Like it's one thing to to help out <laughs> well honestly man because our the band like we're all best friends man that's a huge part of our image like we literally yeah. are best friends we do everything together we go see shows we party we we hang out we, we you know we have live talks like so we we literally send it before we go on stage like together we like bounce off each other's energies and like by the time we're on stage we're like like we have like hours of sending behind us just like exploding on stage man like it's so that's that's why we conquer a lot of nerves for the most part. But uh, yeah, if we are feeling nervous, it goes away pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And I still find it so cool that you guys got to play with the trues. Like that must have been a mind blowing experience. Is is my is, if it's not the Foo Fighters, I always say the, the trues. That's my favorite band. So um, yeah, I can imagine, man. And I was uh, really stoked. I'm a lifelong Foo Fighters fan. Like, they're my absolute favorite band of all time. And if I ever got to see Revive the Rose open for the Foo Fighters, I would literally, I wouldn't even buy front row. I would literally beg them to sit, like, side stage. Side stage, yeah, man. Um, I'm telling you right now, just because I'm a go-getter, that will happen. We will open for the Foo Fighters one day. Because I said the same thing about the Trues, and it happened. So, yes. That's awesome. Um. So I love asking this next question because I love hearing all the, the stories that people have. What is the funniest thing that has happened at a show that you guys have played, whether it happened to you or another band or just something funny that you observed that you really like that made you just laugh so hard? Um, this is in the early days. Uh, we were playing this venue called Rancho Relaxo in Toronto. Uh, oh, I know Rancho. I know Rancho. Yeah, they were like early take her honors before the horseshoe tavern discovered us. Um, yeah. Uh, then I, I remember the owner of the horseshoe like demanded that we, we always come there. So we do, <laughs> but uh rancho, one of the first stomping grounds for the boys, uh, the sound guy there, his name was Spock. Um, there's some, there's some older dude. He was like an absolute beauty. I uh, had like a ponytail, <laughs> like he was just classic. <laughs> and I don't know. He always just said like classic one liners, but like when we were playing on stage one time, he was so stoked on this one song we we're playing. He, he pulls out a flute, and he and he comes up and he, he shreds a flute solo with us on stage. And I was just like, I'm drumming and lead singer at, uh, during the early days. So I was just laughing my ass off, just like, what the fuck's going on? But uh, <laughs> that was definitely one of the the first funny moments of the band. Like, like he just came oh up and shredded the flute solo. That's awesome. Do you remember totally what song? Uncalled it, for. Do you remember what song it was that the guy yes. came on? with? It was uh, live at Milani's. It's off Potato EP. Oh, nice. Very sublime vibes, that one. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, Andy, the last question I have for you is, what is the best advice that you've ever been given? Whether it's, like, for your own personal advice or just for the band overall? Um, Man, I, the, the best advice to me, man, at the end of the day, would probably be told to just, like, keep grinding man like seriously um a lot of people give up way too easy man and that goes for so many things man like uh you know like it takes time especially with like a band um 
like you're literally winning people people over like you know what i mean yeah. like it's like you open a bar and it's like oh that's a spot we can get drunk at like it's a fresh like hey why should i like this guy like why should i like these guys you know and it's uh yeah you got to keep honing the craft you can never stop man and um we've been a band for seven years and we, we're just getting started man like you know we, we're, we're just finding ourselves and um yeah, so the best advice I was always told was keep writing and, and never stop grinding. So, yeah. Well, it's funny because you say like you're still finding yourself yet, yet you're in NHL twenty. <laughs> That's kind of like so. a it's an apples and oranges kind of statement. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, it's weird, man. We've uh, like by that point, a lot of bands would have a lot of radio play already and stuff. Yeah, and kind of just, yeah, just, for like, sure unknown band like we've we've broken the industry quite a bit um in weird ways uh but we're getting there though man it's just the surface of the ice breaking right now man uh, we got to go full send uh, to the industry man i can't wait to see what what revive the rose does next like you guys are gonna really be making some some even bigger waves you think okay you think like nhl 20 is a big wave Wait till the next one. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Every year I say something happens and I, it catches me off guard. Like D. Snyder yesterday. Like what? The, what the fuck? Like he didn't yeah. have to do that. <laughs> he yeah. did though. <laughs> like yeah, that, that's awesome. All right, Andy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me tonight, man. This it was great to finally meet you because I've heard so many great things about you. Oh, thanks, you, man. <laughs> you're you're really you're a hell of a guy. Dude, likewise, man. It was great hanging out on here, man. Great to chat with you. All, all my pleasure, buddy. We'll definitely, ha- we'll definitely do more of these like Zoom chats in the future too. Yeah, well, uh, from from Zoom to the bar, man. We'll have to uh, tra- transition to- our way there. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I I know all just like you because I, I visit St. Catharines a lot as well. Like I know all the best restaurants and pubs out there too. Hell yeah, man. If you're awesome. in if you're in Niagara, go to the, the brewery, Tops Brewhouse. Get some bar down longer when you're down next, man. Been there. I've actually yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, right on, man. Yeah. So I know I know that area somewhat well. So before I let you go, Andy, where can people find you guys on social media and with your music? Um, well, you can personally find us in a ditch for the most part. Uh, but uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the band you can find us at at revive the rose everywhere and uh you can also find us in nhl 21 so there you go <laughs> yeah so yeah so if you want to hear bar down and be like Sidney crosby and and score a goal while that song's still playing on the soundtrack go buy that album go buy the yeah. game go buy and go buy your music hell yeah man <laughs> all right andy thanks a lot buddy this is awesome no problem <laughs> brother have a great night Yep, this has been the Danimals Cage. I've been Dan Martins. We'll see you next time. And this has been Andy Colonico. Go check out Revive the Rose. Far down, baby. <laughs> <laughs>